This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriato, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. Let me introduce you to Travis Comfort from Rick's Automotive in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Travis. Hi. Hi, Carm. Thanks for having me. Travis is the vice president of Rick's Automotive. Rick Hewlett uh, and his and his wife, Karen, founded Rick's 1980. Been going at it for a long time. Yeah. You know, he's really built a great business. It's uh, kind of the true success story. He really started from nothing. Um actually in the back of an animal care center, about 2,500 square feet. Um, and today we're sitting on about 28,000 square feet, 28 bays. And the beauty of Aftermarket Weekly is that we're going to get a virtual tr- a tour of this 28,000 square foot facility. And trust me, you got to go to the website. It's ricksautomotive.com, I believe. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, hey, thank you so much to, to Dorman for their great support. Dorman may be an auto parts manufacturer, but they are more than that. Not only do they design, program, manufacture, and test their own innovations, but hold them to the highest industry standards with you in mind. Dorman focuses on improving the OE in a way that saves installation time and improves on the functionality of the part. Dorman's process is very straightforward. With their top-tier team of engineers, they quickly reverse-engineer the OE and start performing rigorous rounds of testing until it's just right. Depending on the part type, there are multiple tests that a part can go through. These include but aren't limited to tensile strength training, salt-fog corrosion testing, a million sequences of life cycle testing, and extreme temperature performance. Hey, want to learn more? Visit their virtual tour online at dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Travis, let's talk about you are the second generation. And I know this has got to echo with so many people out there of family coming up in the ranks, second generation. And you never turned a wrench, which was kind of cool. Did you come to the business with a business degree? Yeah, I actually had my bachelor's degree in business from a local Missouri State University here. And kind of my last year there ended up uh, meeting my wife, which is uh, Rick's youngest daughter. Just worked my way up, you know, started just, I was the guy's guy out there cleaning the bays, mopping the floors, sweeping things, doing anything the technician needed to keep those guys rolling. So slowly uh, worked my way up from there. Our family business was only a block away from where I lived. And so I would come home from school and dad would call the house and he'd say, what are you doing? I says, well, us guys were going to go to the the school across the street and we were going to, you know, maybe play a little pickup game of baseball or whatever. And he goes, no, he says, you're coming down and sweeping the floors. (laughs) I, I totally get what growing up in a business is about and especially coming on board saying, hey, this guy can't turn wrenches, but I'll bet you he can do a ton more. And obviously you're the vice president of the company right now after 13 years. What an incredible business. So how is business trying to feed, if you will, the 28,000 square foot giant that you have? 
You know, business has really been good. Um, no complaints there. Uh, obviously, you know, kind of with the local economy and everything going on, you know, people are fixing their cars up. Not only are used cars prices inflated, it's hard to find a new one. So keeping them repaired. So what do you find the biggest challenge uh, that you have in your position in the company? I mean, I know there's a million of them out there, you know, put COVID on the side. You know, it's it's hard to say. Just keeping 40, 40 employees happy is, is a challenge itself. But, uh, you know, we, we have a family atmosphere here and we all get along and we're all here to do do a job and, uh, you know, keep people on the road and fixing cars up. Are you down or short a technician at all? We just had an apprentice technician kind of leave us, but uh, it, it wasn't working out for them. And there's a local OTC, as our technical community college. We work directly with kind of their automotive repair department, have a great relationship. So um, we've had good luck with them and getting good, young, smart kids that want to work. And, uh, you know, we're, luckily we have a seasoned technician in kind of each shop. We're kind of three shops in one. And we'll pair them up with a, a technician that's been doing it for about 20, 20 plus years. And, you know, if they have what it takes and we'll keep a close eye on them. And once they're ready to kind of go on their own, we'll we'll go from there. But right now we have one one tech opening Hadn't had a huge problem, so to speak. Excited to hear that you're working with the local community college. We've got to grow our own. That's exactly what we've been doing the last few years. Um, and it's worked out good. So luckily, like I said, we do have those senior techs that can train the younger guys with the shop of our size. So You've got the scale there, Travis, where you could actually probably take in someone who is shadowing someone or even an intern, even out of high school. Have you ever done that? Yeah, actually, um, we have a dedicated Lube and we have about two guys just finished high school and working out with this one guy kind of uh, apprenticed with us last year and came back and graduated high school and he's he's with us again. So, yeah, we've had quite a few of them. And he's with you again. Let me ask this question about career pathing. Does he sense that he could stick around? Yeah. Yeah. I think he loves it. You know, he was excited to come back to us and is is a good kid. You know, we, we try to keep an inviting atmosphere for everybody and, you know, we work hard and then we play hard afterwards. So thank you so much for being here. I want to tell you what we've been doing as far as sitting in the studio, recording some great episodes, practice what you learn. A great, a great episode with G. Jerry Trulia and Pete Meyer is we, uh, we recorded that live uh, just after I saw an EV hybrid class. So I was full of all kinds of great questions to ask about practicing, if you will, practicing what you learn. Matt Fonslow did a very serious episode, Automotive Technician Suicide with Margaret Light. You will be very surprised to hear some of the statistics that would come out of that episode with Matt. Hunt Demarest breaking down sales targets. A great episode, a great follow-up to some of the stuff that Hunt's been doing. And Guerrilla Marketing, 20 groups and industry associations uh, with uh, Tim and Tatsu uh, with uh, Kim and Brian Walker, the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. Well, let's jump in to see this really neat place in Springfield, Missouri, Rick's Automotive, as narrated by VP Travis Comfort. Yeah, so that's our Rick sign there. And if you can see, we got the the nice two big wrenches holding up our sign. And Rick, actually, he designed this himself. It was an animal care center sign that we had to keep up. Or if we tore it down, we we could have maybe half the sign. So kind of encapsulated the whole Rick's and, and got to keep it there. So 
that's the newest wing. We got a display room there on the left you could barely see and kind of walking up here to the main main drive-in. Looks like loaner cars. We actually have four of those vans we got about two years ago. We talked about it for a long time and finally pulled the plug and got them wrapped. And it's uh, been a great moving billboard for us. So. so it looks like there's sections here. Does each facility have its own, if you will, compartment? Yes. You know, we we kind of set it up uh, kind of like a hospital. We specialize. Um, a building's kind of our diagnostics drivability. B building, we'll see later. That's our fleet building. Then C building's kind of our quick lube. Uh, right here is our front counter, you know, where we check customers in, check them out. There's our nice waiting area. Wow, that is nice. That is really, really nice. Many waiters anymore? Caught us at a good one. We do have waiters for oil changes. It wasn't too busy at this point in time, but uh, we have four porters to take customers home, pick them up. And uh, so just, just oil change waits. Here's our uh, service advisors. We got four service advisors kind of deal with the walk-in customers to keep them together. There's Terry. Then this is our fleet side, which we have two service advisors. So I schedule an appointment with you, Travis, first time, and I, and I walk in. What's the process of assigning a service advisor? Well, each service advisor kind of has their specialty also. Um, we have, you know, a diagnostics guy. Then we have a kind of a front-end chassis guy. So they are specialized also. Oh, so whatever the customer's coming in for, that service advisor is going to be, if you will, attached to that client. Yeah, for the most part. Then our four service advisors for the walk-in customers, we keep them with the specialties. But, you know, if, if they make that connection with the customer and they want something outside their specialty, We'll keep that same service advisor, you know, with that customer. I got it. Okay, nice. This is our training lunchroom. Um, that table right there kind of splits apart. And then every other Tuesday, we'll supply lunch and go over training needs, equipment needs, things that are going good, things we need to fix. I got a double oven refrigerator. Do you find that your people eat lunch there a lot on their own? Yeah, we have quite a quite a bit of guys that'll eat lunch there. We actually have another lunchroom in the other building to... Uh, Make sure we have enough space for everybody also. Then uh, this is kind of walking into our parts room here. We have a dedicated parts guy that looks parts up for all the techs. And, you know, then I'll let the advisors know at part uh, price and availability. Besides finding and acquiring parts, are they managing all the credits and the returns? Yes. Um, they're kind of making sure everything gets returned, core returns, all that. Then we do have a office lady that kind of goes through and makes sure we get all those credits and goes over the statements. But the parts guy is also probably helping stage the production too? Yeah, and we have a really good rapport with all of our you know parts suppliers. Um, we actually give them a, a map of the building and their parts guys will drop the parts at the toolbox of the technician that needs to go to. So saves time and confusion. Such a clean place. It is our general manager, Tim Fess's office there. And he's got a little extra person to help him out. Got another computer in there. HR accounting secretarial office, Beth and Brenna. That's my office up in, since for the last six to eight months. Rick, uh, Rick took all his furniture home and he actually has his office set up at home. So he's uh, still very involved. Yep. And we kind of put old publications up on the wall, get them framed, and you know, customers walk by. They can kind of read different articles we've had in the past there. So, Man, does this show strength as an independent to anyone who would walk through this place? 
All right, so kind of going back outside, this is what we call A building, which would be kind of the first building that Rick uh, had built after he got out of the uh, little shop he started in. And kind of going back under the awning, and we always want the customers to kind of drop their vehicles off right there so they can walk right in, and we'll take the vehicle from there so they're not trying to search around our campus where to park and what to do with the keys. I need to make a, a compliment here that you have the ASE logo as part of your logo. The dot on the I is uh, actually the ASE logo. So we are a blue seal shop and been one for a long time. And we're not doing enough of that in our industry. We we just aren't. You just got to. It's like it's a high liability working on vehicles and ASE certifications are the best. It's kind of like a, you know, a doctor's certification. I got to stop the video again. I mean, this is the first time I've seen this. And so I have to make comments, Travis. This looks like a sterile factory here. Yeah, you know, we we try to keep everything clean. We have actually a guy dedicated to each building that will clean up their own building. And, you know, we want to keep everything professional. Image is big to us, and we've been known to eat off the shop floor. So it's a hard feat in the auto- automotive industry. Two bays per tech? Yeah, it's about a bay and a half per tech. Some techs have two, some have a bay and a half. It just kind of depends. So we actually have 22 technicians, uh, 28 bays, so. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, so this was actually our original um, waiting room, Rick's office. Then after we expanded in 2012, guys started bringing in their own workout equipment and setting it up. And, um, you know, Rick and I kind of looked at it and we're like, well, why don't we set up our own gym? So there was luckily for us, there's a fitness center that kind of went out of business and uh, we got some good equipment for our guys. So. That's what I hear. I have a friend here in Buffalo that has almost an identical setup like you. And I actually did a tour. It's one of the podcasts that we have. And he says, hey, there's a lot of that available now because of COVID. Yeah. And uh, let's see, we have a locker room for our guys. There's actually two showers there in the bathroom if anybody's working out. They want to work out, get sweaty, take a shower, get cleaned up, back to work. Or um, or before you go home, you know, if you have something to go to and you will live far away, you can take a shower. And I love the wooden lockers. The guys love it. You know, they have their own space. And there's kind of a, an extra little break room there just in case everybody won't fit in the other one. This is kind of our back parking. Um, that's kind of one, one issue we've had. We're almost running out of parking. We have a lot of parking, but we're running out. We've just been so busy. How many can you fit on the property, Travis? I'd have to add them up, but I, I know we got over 50 parking spots. And our fleet vehicles, which we work on a lot of shuttle buses too, so those take up a lot of room. We have a couple dedicated big shuttle bus parking out back there. I mean, are you doing 30 plus cars a day? You got to be. We actually average about 1,400 cars a month. And are the oil chains getting any kind of modified inspections so they could come back and uh, participate in maintenance in the bays? Yeah, you know, we do a 40-point inspection on every vehicle. And uh, if it needs any maintenance, we, we we try to get them in as quick as possible. Sometimes we're a little, little backlogged lately, about a week, but uh, we get them as quick as possible. And sometimes we can squeeze them in real quick, but... And this is our fleet building here, um, built in 2000. We do, we have two big hospitals here in Springfield, Mercy and Cox. We've worked on their vehicles for about 30 years, and uh, they also bring their surrounding counties to us. We have technicians that go to the builders that build those ambulance boxes, so they know the ins and outs. Not only are they doing the maintenance on 
the engines and everything, they're fixing the box parts of them too and uh, cots and all the uh, emergency equipment. So. so is it up to one ton? Yes, yes. This is kind of behind the wall. Uh, we try to keep all of our equipment and oil and stuff behind the wall. And um, that's our fleet parking, keep a lot of the big big vehicles there. So um, we got to the point where we're doing oil changes and tires out of a, a bay and we're backed up weeks. So it's like, how do we get these customers in that need a quick, you know, quick oil change or quick set of tires? And um, this is kind of our new addition here. Nice. Now, you're not shying away from tires at all, right? Yeah, we've been doing tires for a long time. I see two alignment uh, racks there. Yeah, we've got two alignment racks, uh, three tire machines, two road force balancers. Uh, you might see here in a few minutes. There's a big tire rack carousel. Um, just went out of the picture. Keep all of our uh, stock tires there. We do a lot of front ends, suspension, chassis, uh, brake work in this building also. There's a big speaker there. The guys kind of, the guys actually threw their own money in and, and bought it. So kind of a neat deal. Everybody gets along. And so, am I right to assume that the that the Lou bays are right here, but you're doing other work all around them? Correct. We actually have a pit. We'll be well, yep, walking down here in just a minute. So two cars on each end, three cars total. If you if we needed to fit them in the the Lou bay. And this is the pit. You know, we kind of keep the color code. Are the filters down there or not? Yes. Yeah, we keep a lot of fast-moving filters uh, down there. There's kind of a rack on each side. The guys can grab what they need and go. Look at this. This is so slick. Not only for customers, but for your own people. Yes, we kind of kind of a little back patio, and um, there's actually a speaker system we have set up so we can uh, kind of turn on music for the guys or customers and. What an incredible operation. I mean, I, I got to give Rick all kinds of high fives. And you, you're so much into detail. It's clean. It's modern. It's organized. It's structured. Uh, and yet you got a family that looks like they come in and they, they know what to do next. Detail's huge. And Rick's always been uh, very detail oriented and kind of designed everything himself, too. So uh, blessed to be a part of this organization. and. Thank you for showing us this great virtual tour. There's so much to learn from it as people will look at this and then hear your and I's discussion. But I think this is one of those tours, everyone, where you got to get to our YouTube channel or the or the show notes page and just click on that YouTube channel. You got to see the behind the scenes and how the facility looks bigger and better than any dealership or big box store anywhere or ever in the country. What a job. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. You know, image is very important and we'll keep everything nice and clean and get away from that, you know, dirty, nasty automotive repair shop and hire the standards. Are you guys not afraid to touch Euro cars? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, we work on everything. So we actually have a kind of a, a Volkswagen guy, a, a mini guy, BMW guy. So, um, yeah, Europeans, Asians, domestic we do them all. It seems like uh, you, you guys would not be shying away from anything. You're not a specialty shop, but yet you've got specialty tools, equipment, and people. Well, Travis, thank you so much. Travis Comfort from Rick's Automotive, Springfield, Missouri, one of uh, a, a huge, huge, huge. Did I say that huge a couple times there? 28,000 square foot operation. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Carm. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.